Welcome to the Take Heart Podcast, where we have conversations around what it looks like to intimately walk with the Father, to know Him, to seek after Him, and to become more like Him. Our aim is to explore what it looks like to actively take heart, to be people who are confident in the future because we know who our God is. Hello and welcome to episode three, Fixing Our Gaze. Um, I think this is going to be a really exciting episode and as always, uh, I have Bree with me. Hello, Bree. Hi, how are you, Emma? Good, mate. How are you? Good, good. Oh, and, and Sam Haywood as well. Hi, I'm mate. I'm here. How are you? I'm great, thanks. How are you? I'm also great. Sorry for calling you mate. I know you don't really, don't really like that. I'm fine with it. Are you? <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, okay, good. All glad to hear it. Don't know why you think that. <laughs> no, it's not like we just had a conversation about it at all. Anyway, episode <laughs> three. It's very good to, um, to be here in episode three. I think um, we've done a lot of unpacking of, you know, what it looks like to behold God and why we should behold him. Um, and now I think it's important for us to think about how we accept that invitation to behold him, you mm. know, and, and what those practical steps might be in terms of shifting our focus back onto God and, and recognizing that it is our responsibility to, to cultivate the relationship that we want to have with him. Mm. So yeah, it's our, our joy um, and our privilege to walk you through some like active steps that you can take yeah. Um, towards, yeah, fixing your gaze. Um, I think out of the, f- so this is our third episode now, mm. and I think this is the one that I'm the most excited about so okay. far. Yeah. Um, I think this is where, you know, we start to kind of look at um, how do we live this out? Like we've been talking about, um, we talked about the fall and we talked about what God's original plan for humanity was. Mm. And then we, we've, sorry, the other way around, <laughs> we looked at God's yeah. original plan and yeah. then the fall. Yeah. And now we're kind of looking at in this fallen world, how do we, live out um, our love for the Lord and how do we behold him. Mm. Um, But I thought let's start by um, just, I guess, having a quick chat about how we've gone in this act of beholding in the last Mm. couple of weeks since we spoke last. Mm. What does it look like for you, Emma? Have you you felt like it's gone well? Have you felt like, (laughs) you know, life's gotten in the way? Mm. Um, Like is there, yeah, I don't know. Can you share a little bit about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think as always life can be. Um, a little bit distracting, you know, I think you have every good intention to, oh yeah, I'm going to behold God all the more. And, um, unfortunately things do get in the way of that. But I think when, um, yeah, when you're actively trying to, um, have moments where you're fixing your gaze back on the father, um, as we're going to talk about, um, in the coming episodes, you know, everything shifts when you do that. So your perspective shifts, it suddenly becomes a kingdom perspective. Mm-hmm. So you're not engaging in the things of um, the world so much that you're more focused on what the Lord's will is. Um, and I think I've seen that a little bit more in the conversations I have with my students at school. Mm. Um, I'm not so focused that, um, you know, we get through our content and it's like end goal is they learn X, Y, and Z in our lesson. You know, obviously that's my job and I need to make sure that actually happens. <laughs> Um, but I'm really open to what the spirit's wanting to do. Um, we've had some really, really interesting conversations recently with students and just they've, they've got such fantastic questions. And I think I'm more um, just open to like allowing the spirit to use me and have that kingdom perspective in my workplace too, of mm-hmm. just looking out for moments to bring God into the conversation and, and share with, with kids. I got to share my testimony the other day in a well-being lesson, one of the students just randomly said, "Miss, why did you, why did you decide to become a Christian? What what was in oh. it for you?" And I was like, "Um, best question you could ask me. Let's go." You know, like I love talking about God, and I think I just yeah, I'm really more open to embracing those opportunities a little bit more because my mind is so um, fixed on the Lord more than mm. my everyday. So I think my perspective then shifts, and I'm seeing the things of of Him and. Um, more of a kingdom-minded perspective than a emigoff-minded mm. perspective. If mm. that's if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's been my experience. Yeah. What about yourself? How have the last two weeks been for you? Um, yeah, they haven't been too bad. I think I've been a lot more disciplined in other seasons of life, but okay. um, they they've been they've been it's been okay. Yeah. Mm. Um, my since we spoke last, I've I haven't put it into practice every day, but I've been thinking about 
should I spend more time with God every day than I do watch Netflix and just compare that mm. time? That was a very, that was a crazy exercise, what we did last episode. It was a bit confronting. Yeah, yeah, very confronting, my goodness. Yeah. But so important. That's been, yeah. yeah, that's been a challenge for me. Okay. Um, so as we were planning this episode, we realised that we actually had a lot to say. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not necessarily from our experience, no. though, or our um our wisdom. So we thought we'd kind of just have a chat through about um, some of the things that, um, you know, we've heard from other people or teaching that we've learned or things that we've tried and not always succeeded with mm. um, and some things that I think, you know, God has been working in our lives as well. Mm. Um, we've got some stories from other people we thought, we, we thought that we would share as well. So um, we, you know, just as everything that we do here, we just hope that it's a blessing and encouragement to you, um, to you that's listening. Um, and to remind you that you're not alone, that as we seek to behold the Father, that we're all in this together. Mm. Um, so we hope that that's an encouragement to you. Yeah. Um, we I was going to give a bit of a quick update, a re- recap, but I've probably done that already. Um, the act of, um, of accepting this great invitation to behold the Father um, is what really transforms us. Mm. Um, and so that's really what this episode is about. So, mm. Um, mm. Emma, do you want to just maybe unpack that a little bit, that act of beholding? Oh, my goodness. I think beholding God is such an art. You know, we've been given a lot to behold. This world is full of, you know, beautiful things that mm. God has given us to look at. Um, but I think it's really important for us to consider, are we really seeing it? <laughs> You know, the world is full of beauty, but are we really seeing it? And I think it, it kind of, sometimes it feels like we're missing the art of beholding um, because, you know, we're overlooking perhaps the multiple ways that God is displaying his glory through creation mm-hmm. um, in relationships, in the day-to-day. Um, you know, I think looking at God and his creation and his design isn't an intellectual pursuit. You know, it's not a... Mm. Yeah, it's not a study of his work for technique's sake. <laughs> to mm. behold something is to gaze upon it, it like with awe and with wonder mm. and and just a sense of like a willingness to let that beauty of creation, um, maybe the beauty of a person, um, the beauty of a person called Jesus, to let that mm. actually change us. It's not mm. just acknowledging it and then leaving it there. Is it yeah. seeing that beauty and then that actually having an effect on us to like stay yeah. in that beauty. It has to drive you to action, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And um, in saying that, I think it's really important to recognise as well that we are all worshippers. Mm. One of our favourites, Paul Tripp, mm. uh, he says that human beings by their very nature are worshippers. Worship isn't something we do. It defines who we are. You cannot divide human beings into those who worship and those who don't. Everybody mm. worships. It's just a matter of what or whom we serve. Mm. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think like so many different things compete for our worship on a daily basis. Mm. Uh, it would seem we are just worshipping anything, but perhaps not the right thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think when we consider God's design in episode one, we talked about that a little bit. You know, we, we were made for one worship, one satisfaction. Um, but what we think we long for has just become so, so skewed, mm. so misguided. So the, the big question isn't whether we'd use our everyday to worship because we already do that. That's not what we're asking you. We're not asking you, do you worship? Mm. Mm. We're here to tell you, you do. Yeah. We're all worshippers. The question actually is, what will you allow yourself to worship and how can mm. you direct your worship? Because what you, what you allow every part of yourself to commit to in the everyday will determine who you ultimately will become. Mm. So what are you allowing yourself to worship? Because that will determine the person that you're becoming. Mm. So I think this leads us to our first practice um, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're really wanting to walk you through different practices in this episode to help you behold God. So the first thing that we would both recommend would actually to complete a heart check. Mm. Yeah, I think that's really important. Yeah. Yeah, like if we must set our hearts on what is truly worthy of our worship, mm. 
right? Like we, I think it's important then to then um, reevaluate and to reassess where our worship truly lies. Mm. Um, and I think one way to do that is to take up, um, to think I guess about like an what audit, takes up, yeah, yeah. <laughs> of what takes up your mind yeah. and your heart. Yeah. Mm. Um, so like questions like, you know, asking yourself questions like what makes me angry the mm. most? What upsets mm. me the most? Um, what do I spend my money on? Yeah. These are very yeah. revealing questions. Yeah. Yeah. Or what, what and who do I give my time to and why? And that why is the, the big issue revealer, mm. right? It's not necessarily. Why am I? Yeah. <laughs> Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah. I think honestly, the why is always the bigger question. Because if you truly answer that in and for yourself, it's usually usually revealing a very a much deeper issue. You know, I'm spending mm. all this money on X because I want to impress this particular person because I have a deeper insecurity and I need to feel loved and valued by them mm-hmm. because I don't yet understand how secure I am in Christ. It's a whole, yeah, wow. if you really peel it down, you're not just spending money for spending money's sake. Mm. There's always a deeper rooted issue. There's always a deeper reason that's directing those behaviors. Mm. Mm. And I think it goes beyond more than just saying, oh, well, I'll just make more time for God. You know, I'll make more time to behold God. You can't just shuffle things around in your schedule. It doesn't work mm. like that because if, if we're speaking honestly, how often does it really work out that a little time shuffle in your schedule actually mm. achieves anything like any time with God? Because the things or the people that you worship above him will always take precedence. Mm. It's true. Like yeah. there, will, there will always be a more valid excuse in your mind as to why you didn't spend time with the Lord that day. Yeah. Something else might come up and that time yeah. will just be pushed aside in favour of something or someone else because we value that thing or person more than God. Mm. It's so like... That that's huge for me because mm. how many times have I made excuses like like that? Mm. I just don't have time for God or oh, okay, I was supposed to spend some time with God this morning, but I'll just do it later. Yeah. Like this yeah. is more important to me. Yeah. And but, then the later comes along and you don't often do it. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I think that's why we need to reconsider what we might be allowing ourselves to hold in higher esteem. What we're thinking is more worthy mm. um than God. <laughs> um yeah, I think let him speak into those parts of your life mm. that you might prioritize above him. Um, yeah, I think that's really important to reveal that to ourselves. Mm. What are those areas where you, you put before God? Yeah. Um, and don't go for that quick fix solution. Just, just you know, um, like carve out the time and actually commit to doing it. I think that's, that's the yes, crux. Which it. is an issue in and of itself, that lack of discipline, which we'll mm. talk about in a later, it's a later suggestion in this episode yeah. too. But yeah, that's, that's true. It can't just be, oh, I'll just read my Bible. It's no, I think we've got to get down to those deeper rooted, rooted issues of why mm. we're not making time because we're not actually placing him in his rightful place in our lives. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then you think about the gift of freedom that we have and the cost, what it costs God mm. to give us and the crumbs that we give him. Mm. It just, I'm speaking from my personal experience. It frustrates me so much that I just keep giving him crumbs. Like you deserve so much more. Mm. Um, oh, can I just say something on that? Mm. Like how often when you catch up with someone that you really love, are you like racing through that catch up? You know, like, yeah. you know, like you have brunch with a friend. Mm, you want to make hours. it linger, you, right? Yeah, you're having the time of your life. Oh, yeah. yep, I'll order another coffee. No worries. Like it's not rushed time, Yeah, you know, and I think often like what you're saying, we do just kind of breeze through mm. time we've got and make it really on, on our schedule and what fits for us and then we're not really even letting him have a place to speak Yeah, in our lives. It's just like, okay, I'll just read this passage because it's where I'm up to in the Bible and mm. that's it. Okay, pray, tick, tick, tick. Mm. But like we're not really enjoying time mm. with him too. Mm. Anyway, we'll unpack that. Yeah. Later. Yeah. That's number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, we wanted to talk about um, unpacking the invite. So Jesus says, mm. come and see what I'm doing. Yeah. Um, well, we actually we were just talking about this. His mercies are renewed daily and that there is um, a need for us to spend 
time with him daily. And I think, you know, so often, um, actually I think Luke, oh, sorry, Luke, Paul Lucas, um, said on the weekend, um, something about a pastor often brings the application of read your Bible. Um, but this time it's actually true, but I don't want to be that person that just says, you know, that's the only answer, but that's definitely has to be part of your relationship. Of with um, and I think it has to be each day. It has to be, um, being filled with his strength and his wisdom, um, and, and his intentionality for his plan mm. for the day ahead. Mm. Mm. Um, a friend of mine opened my eyes to this recently that actually really changed my, my total mindset of how I wake up each morning, right. um, which was looking at the pattern of creation in Genesis 1 and the order where it says repeatedly there was evening and there was morning. Um, so we wake up in the morning and we think that's the start of the day, right? Whereas um, in Jewish culture that they think the evening is. Mm. And so when you wake up, you posture yourself completely differently. If you wake up and you think, I need to strive so much to achieve something today. Mm. But if you wake up and think and pray, um, God, you've already been at work all night mm. and I'm awake and I'm here and I want to be part of this journey that you've got ahead for me. How can I be part of your plan? What can I be doing for you? How can I join you? Wow. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It's a totally different perspective. It is, yeah. It takes a focus straight away off you mm. um, and straight onto him and shows us that reminds us that we exist for him, not mm. him existing for us. Um, and our dear friend Betty reminded mm. me of that a few years ago. Um, when I was praying, when I was telling her, we bought a block of land and it was great and everything moved really quickly and we bought it and, you know, I tend to move fast and God just keeps up. And I cringe thinking that I actually said those right, words. Right. Um, and she said to me, <laughs> totally rebuked me and said, actually, it's God's plan this has happened for you and you actually really need to be grateful. And I mm. was humbled and, mm. and, and not encouraged. I was felt like I was smacked, <laughs> but, but really grateful mm. that she changed my perspective. Mm. Um, and then since then I've been trying to remember that it's a blessing to be part of his journey and his plan and not Absolutely. the other way around. Mm. Um, and then not spending time with God out of, um, that legalism and that chore, which we've also been talking about a little bit. Mm. Um, it doesn't come easy though. Um, and so I want to encourage you to pray for that desire to want to spend more time with him mm. and he will provide. Yeah. Um, if you pray for a longing for time in his sanctuary, he will provide it. Mm. Um, and then that will be that outworking of your inner commitment to Matthew 22, where it says, love the Lord your God. Mm. Um, to behold the steadfast faithfulness of God each day is to witness his unchanging nature. Mm. Why wouldn't you want that? Well, yeah. Really, yeah. I think it's a beautiful reminder amidst the craziness of this world to have that rock and that anchor mm. in your life um, because otherwise we'll just be tossed about. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's yeah. beautiful to remind yourself every day of his unchangingness, mm. his faithfulness. It's mm. good. Um, okay, this ne- what are we up to, number three? Number three, numero three. Um, this one I am really excited about, Mm -hmm. um, about posturing yourself in the throne room of God and just saying, saying, just saying that is so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it can changes. Yeah. There's that. (laughs) And it changes the way you want to pray straight away. Yeah. Right. It doesn't make it about you anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not God. I need this. Or can you help me with this? It's that, oh my gosh, this is the blessing that we have to be able to communicate with God. I just want to sit at his feet. And just be with him all the time. Yeah. Um, so I'm actually going to read Revelation 4. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want you to um, like engage, <laughs> this might sound silly, but with at least three of your five senses. Um, so seeing, <laughs> hearing and feeling. Yes. Um, but not just that um, physical feel, like that spiritual feel, like where you feel so awed that you're knocked to the floor on your knees. That's awed the kind of- that you're floored. <laughs> Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Very lame, but no, rem- I love it. Rememberable. <laughs> um, yeah, unless unless you're driving. Oh, in yes, that case, please. <laughs> please continue to engage your seeing senses. That is true. To the road ahead. Do not close your eyes when no. I say close your Please eyes. do not close your eyes. Um, even if you've heard these words before, um, I really want to 
encourage you to imagine it differently, mm. um, to expand your mind and to think creatively about what this would actually look like. Um, and I want you to imagine yourself as you are actually the author of this scene. And you yourself are in the throne room of God. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Very All right, cool. let's go. After this I looked and there before me was a door standing open in heaven and the voice I had heard speaking to me like a trumpet said, come up here and I will show you what must take place after this. At once I was in the spirit and there before me was a throne in heaven with someone sitting on it and the one who sat there had the appearance of jasper and ruby, a rainbow that shone like an emerald encircled the throne and surrounding the throne were 24 other thrones and seated on them were 24 elders. They were dressed in white and had crowns of gold on their heads. From the throne came, cr- came flashes of lightning, rumbles and peals of thunder. In front of the throne, seven lamps were blazing. These were the seven spirits of God. Also in front of the throne, there was, one, there was what looked like a sea of glass, clear as crystal. In the centre around the throne were four living creatures and they were covered with eyes in front and in back. The first living creature was like a lion, the second was like an ox. The third had the face of a man and the fourth was like a flying eagle. Each of the four living creatures had six wings and they were covered with eyes all around, even under its wings. Day and night. Okay, I'm just going to pause there. This, mm. this bit's wild. Day and night, they never stop saying, holy, holy, holy mm. is the Lord God Almighty, mm-hmm. who was and is and is to come. And then whenever the creatures give glory. Now remember, we've just read day and night, they never stop saying. And then whenever they say that, um, sorry, whenever they give glory, honour and thanks to him who sits on the throne and who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him. So this is day and night. This is continuously mm-hmm. before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, O Lord, our God, to receive glory and honour and power for you created all things and by your will they were created and have their being. Mm-hmm. What an image. What an image. Does it, does it not just change the way you pray? Like I often when I now want to spend expended, extended time in prayer, I'll, I'll kneel and I'll read through this or I'll at least just picture myself standing or bowing before mm. the throne and it mm. just changes the way you, yeah, you approach God, I think, yeah. putting him in the place that he deserves, right? Absolutely. Well, we're going to take a little bit of a break from our episode today to get to know our host, Emma Goff, a little bit better. So specific, just, just me. Just you today, just Emma. Just me, okay. I thought what we would do is play a game that we actually play on the Generation podcast with our guests okay. called Fast Five. I <laughs> don't know if you've heard of this game, but uh, sure. I'm going to ask you five questions oh and you're going to, as quickly as possible, give me five answers. I have had no like warning about this whatsoever. I don't know what the questions are. This mm-hmm. is very intimidating. I'm so ready? excited. Oh, absolutely. Born ready. Okay. How do yep. you take your coffee? Almond milk. <laughs> do I have, can I put four sentences in my answer? Sure. I enjoy it with almond milk. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. A latte. An almond milk latte. Yeah, an almond latte if you want to know my coffee order. Fantastic. <laughs> there you go. What is your soft drink of choice? Ooh. Diet Coke. Good answer. Oh. Mm. Mm. Good Do answer. You pre- <laughs> wow, Brie. <laughs> Good Good, are we sure? <laughs> That's okay. fine. Yeah, um, do you prefer Harry Potter, oh, Lord of the Rings, Mm-mm. or Narnia? Harry Potter. And what's your favourite Harry not, Potter movie? I'm definitely not a Christian, though, if I didn't say Narnia. Sorry, guys. Um, who's my favourite Harry Potter character? Mm-hmm. Oh, McGonagall. She's so sad. McGonagall. <laughs> yeah, I love her. She's just a fiery woman. That's Everything fair. I want to be. That's really amazing. Yeah. Okay. How do you take your eggs? <laughs> uh, poached. Poached eggs. Yes. Okay, and last question. Okay. What is the biggest thing that the Lord taught you in 2020? Come on, how long do we have here? Okay, the biggest thing that the Lord taught me um, is kind of what we're speaking about on this podcast, um, but the importance of really cultivating a life that you you want. Like, Mm-hmm. Not just settling for things happening to you, but running after God intentionally and wholeheartedly 
is such a holy, beautiful pursuit. It's not easy, mm. but it's worth it. My goodness, is it worth it? And I think, I think often we get really complacent. Not this turned into a sermon. Sorry. Um, often we can get sorry, really, not sorry. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, we can get really complacent in other people's revelations of God, and that that mm. can satisfy us to a point. But like, mm. what are we contending for? How are we running after God for ourselves and and allowing Him to just speak to us in those moments where it's just Him and and you? And because that was what was t- taken away from us, right? community other people Mm. like and we just had ourselves and we just had god and that was beautiful because i didn't need anyone else you know he he spoke to me and i had fresh revelations and it was game changing that's amazing so good good. thanks for 2020 lord yes yes well it's been great to get to know you emma golf is it is it great (laughs) to be known oh it feels good to be known to be fully known and fully loved by the Lord. It's the deepest desire of the human heart. Isn't it just? Mm. And isn't it beautiful that it's fulfilled in him? Amen. Amen. Well, let's get back to our episode. Oh my gosh. All right, I'm going to shift gears Mm. and do some word association. And I'm going to say one word and I want your the first thing that comes to your mind. I love this game. Do you? I really do. <laughs> Sam, remember Can that Can I later? participate? <laughs> Please. I love good, this game. Good, good. Yes. I actually only have one thing I was going to say to her. Do you? Can uh, I make I, one I'm kidding. I, you know what? I already know he has. No, I know what word you're going to say. Can I say it to him? He will have no idea. Oh, let's say it to him yeah, first. Okay. All right. What's the word? You ready? One, two, three. Hamilton. Hamilton. The um, musical. <laughs> I watched it recently. It's no, you didn't. so Did good. You? No, you didn't. Of I course. It's not, incredible. You're not a musical so fan. Great. I am a musical fan. Get out of yeah, here. Yeah, yeah, can confirm. Oh, wow. I can't believe I, I thought. I actually cried in Hamilton. Sorry. It was so it's, good. It's beautiful. When she's, oh. um, the song Burn, okay, are you Burn? The, the song Burn is like my favorite song on Hamilton. Oh, Scarlet Sisters? Uh, when, when, El- when Eliza is like burning the. Oh my yeah. gosh. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I think that's the when I cried. The, yeah, that's, that's what I, I, mean, I knew that. That's the moment. Yeah. The strength of that woman. My goodness. Mm. Anyway, big Hamilton yeah. fan. I am seeing it. Me too. Oh, you got tickets. I'm seeing yes. it this Thursday. <gasps> oh, I'm, I'm so excited. Oh, jealous. Yeah. I have to wait till July. Oh, I'm so sorry. Anyway, yeah, yes, thanks. great word association. Thank <laughs> yeah. you, Hamilton. Yes. The word I think of is excellence. Excellence. Mm. Yes. <laughs> Great. Fair enough. (laughs) That is fair enough. Great. He's pretty amazing. Um, I do have a purpose for asking you that question. Mm. Um, So my kids love the music from Hamilton. There are a few choice words and sections that we turned down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, yeah. So we um, recently went on a holiday, two and a half hour drive, listened to it the whole way. Nice. For the next probably fortnight, I could not get the music out of my head. Do you have a favourite song? I do like the Scarlet Sisters. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's a bit fun. It's fun. Uh, and anything the King sings. Oh, it's just such a good character. <laughs> such a good character. Um, but then I, I was thinking, I'm like, gosh, this music is great and amazing, but I wake up in the middle of the night and it's all I can think of. Yeah. And I just start singing or rapping and I'm, you know, white I, woman, I don't rap very well. <laughs> I do know a lot of it yes. off my heart. <laughs> I, I give friends concerts in my car. Especially to um to my shot, so, <laughs> one of my favorite. I imagine death so much it feels more like a memory. When's it gonna get me in my sleep? Seven feet ahead of me, and I won't continue. That was amazing. Um, that was amazing. I could continue, and I will not for the sake of the podcast and those listening at home. But if you ever want me to, you know, perform yeah. the first genuinely twelve tracks of the album, <laughs> word for word, um, I can, and I will boast about. That's it. a good party trick, isn't it? <laughs> Is it? People often want me to shut up after this, you know, second verse of song one. But no, I think oh. it's super cool, Emma. <laughs> we need more road trips, Emma. <laughs> All right, let's move along here because you guys are teasing me. Um, so word the association point, it gets yes. under your skin. It does, right? Mm-hmm. We need to do that with God's word. That Oof. was my point. That's was, good. <laughs> I love that this point has gotten lost in Hamilton. The whole point is it, has, it shouldn't be Hamilton under your skin. It should be. It should be God's word. Yeah. Um, because Isaiah 40 says the grass withers and the flowers fall, but the word of our God stands forever. Mm. Um, so that's number four. 
get God's word under your, your skin. skin. Yes. Oh, our numbers are wrong. This is number five, is it? Yes. <laughs> um, I know. I think so. This is number five. Okay. Um, prayer. Um, I have been reading Letters to the Church lately by Francis Chan. Highly recommend it. Mm-hmm. It will um, challenge the way you see the Western church. Okay. Um, and he, I just want to read this to you quickly because this I think it was pretty amazing, a pretty amazing perspective um, for his staff. And he says, um, I once told my staff to let me know if they were not praying at least one hour a day. This way I could replace them with someone who would. (laughs) I would much rather hire someone who prayed and did nothing else than someone who worked tirelessly without praying. That may Mm. sound harsh. See, he admits it himself. Um, But prayer is that critical. Mm. Prayer is not merely a task of ministry. It is a gauge that exposes our heart's condition. It unveils our pride, showing showing us whether or not we believe we are powerless apart from God. When we pray, it is an expression of surrender to God and reliance mm. on his infinite wisdom and sovereignty. Mm. Um, and then even the act of prayer itself is an acknowledgement that we are not the center of our own worlds. Oh, amen. Despite the fact the that tree. we think we are. No, but even stopping to pray is putting yourself in, the, in your rightful place in terms of your mm. relationship with God, just, just acknowledging that he is there. And yeah. he's more sovereign than you. <laughs> you yeah. know, he's more powerful than you is an act of worship in and of itself. To pray is worshiping God because, yeah, I think it's, yeah, like what you just said, an acknowledgement that we're not the center of our own universe as much as we sometimes might try to be. Mm, yeah. yeah. And it empowers us to know the work of the spirit too, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then take comfort because we, I don't think we think about this enough, but Jesus prays for you, yes. which I love. Um. In John 7, um, 6 to 26, there's a... John 17. That one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a whole passage about it, but I'm just going to read a couple of verses. Um, And this is Jesus praying. He said, I pray for them, um, obviously praying to the Father. I pray for them. I pray... Oh, sorry, I'm not praying for the world, but for those you have given me, for they are yours. All I have is yours, and all you have is mine, and glory has come to me through them. I will remain in the world no longer but they are still in the world and I'm coming to you. Holy Father, protect them by the power of your name, mm. the name you gave me, so that they may be one as we are one. Beautiful. Isn't that beautiful? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay, thank you. So we, we're really moving through this list. We're doing, mm. we're doing quite well. Uh, the next practical step that we can take towards beholding God is actually repenting and trusting mm. that God takes our our shame away Mm. from us. You know, I think it's letting go of that shame that can often hold us back from accepting the invitation he extends to us to behold him because we think, well, I'm not worthy. How can I Mm. behold God? God who is so magnificent and beautiful and I'm this broken mess. Mm. I can't face him, but Mm. we really can. And that's a beautiful reality. And I've no, I know we've mentioned this verse before, but I mean, come on, let's just mention it again. It's my favorite. 2 Corinthians 3, 16 to 18. I don't know what that was. 16 to 18. Um, but when one turns to the Lord, the veil is removed. Now the Lord is the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all with unveiled face, beholding the glory of the Lord are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. But this comes from the Lord who is the spirit. We don't need to cover our faces mm. anymore. We just need to turn to him. Mm. Like it's so beautiful. It's such a freeing opportunity for us to, yeah. to let him do that work of removing yeah. that shame away from us and actually let him like, let him do that. Mm. <laughs> I think often we just think, oh, it's okay. I'll, I'll fix it myself. Or mm. we resign to the fact that, this is just the way it's got to be. And I know mm. from speaking personally, that was something that kept me in sin for a really long time. I just acknowledged it was too hard to get out of that and thought this is just how it has to be now. And I never actually brought it to the light and let God deal with that shame. Mm. Um, and I, I do think it stopped me from going to another level with the Lord and and really having 
the the kind of intimate relationship I I wanted, but mm-hmm. didn't know I could have because I was carrying so much shame and guilt. And but just bringing it to the light, my goodness, does he delight in in bringing mm. things to to the light mm. and actually dealing with them in that place? And yeah, I think Psalm thirty four verse five became a bit of a uh, something that I would really declare over myself, which was mm. those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. Yeah. Come yeah. on. Like that, that's a powerful verse and it's mm. true. You know, just if you're looking to the sun, you know, that's what is covering your face, the glory mm. of the Lord. You know, you're not looking at your sin. You're not looking in, in darkness. Your yeah. face is radiantly beholding the glory of God. Like how can you that's be put wild. to shame when, you're, when, when that's your reality? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Mm. So mm. repenting and then trusting that that is actually dealt with because mm. there's a difference. I think there's, yeah. we repent and then we continue to hold on mm-hmm. to that sin and that shame, but it's repenting and then leaving it there and never picking it up again. Yeah. Never picking up and carrying something that you were never supposed to carry <laughs> yeah. because that would make Jesus dying on the cross a little bit redundant. Yeah. And that's where true freedom is. Mm. Right, is in acknowledging that the sacrifice that he has made and the fact that only he can make you radiant. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Beautiful. Hmm. All right. The next one is fasting. Um, now, Jesus doesn't say if you fast, but he says when you fast. Mm. Um, Matthew 6, he talks through that. Um, and he says do it in a way, do it in a careful way so as to not draw attention to yourself. Um, I was a bit unsure about whether to share this or not hmm. um, because of that verse actually. Um, but I thought, I don't know, Emma and I, you know, we spoke about it and mm. we, we think this is a safe place. Um, mm-hmm. and, I'm, and I'm sharing this as more of an encouragement of keep going with it as a spiritual discipline because it is a dis- discipline and it's not something that you can just pick up and start doing and yeah. do it successfully. So um, I thought I'd just share this, share some of my experience um, it's not something that I'd ever really tried to do until this year. Um, and then there was one day I, I worked for a beautiful Christian woman. Um, and I, at the end of the day, I had to actually say to her, look, I, I really am sorry for my attitude today. Um, I need to tell you that I am practicing the spiritual discipline of fasting and I'm so sorry. I've been so hangry, hangry. because I was just not coping. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so I just wanted to share that to say, you know, just, um, I was going to say back yourself. No, trust in the Lord that He. <laughs> <a good> distinction. <laughs> this is a good distinction. Um, that He He wants you to grow this dependence on Him. Mm. Um, He wants to hear from you, and He wants to. And he wants you to um, hear from Him too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. And He's given us these guidelines. Like, um, it says, you know, uh, when you fast, do not look somber as the hypocrites do, for they disfigure their faces to show that they are fasting. But in a, um, do it in your, I'm uh, sorry, uh, do not put oil on your head and wash your face so that it will not be obvious to others that you are fasting and only to your father who is unseen and your father who sees what he's done in secret will reward you. Hmm. And I know that the moments, and I'm, you know, obviously it's ironic that now it's not secret um, in my life, but mm. I think the days that I've done it and it's just been between him and I, it's mm. been so precious. Mm. And I've actually got to the end of the day and thought, yeah, like it's as if, you know, you're God, it's just you and God in it today mm. for the day. And so it's just, yeah, it's been this really, really beautiful, um, time together. Um, so I, I want to encourage you to try it if you haven't tried it and just mm. keep, keep trying to do it and keep connecting in with him. That's good. Yeah. Um, yeah, nice. I think another thing um, to consider is how well you actually know God. And Mm. if you would probably say not so well in terms of knowing his character, then another practice could be to get to know God Mm. and actually intentionally focus on him and just won't he do it? You know, won't he transform you when you're, when you're Mm. doing that? But you know, this, the whole purpose of this podcast is talking about beholding God and when we do, being transformed to become just like him. The thing mm-hmm. is, and um, shout out to the girls in my Bible study, we were talking about this um, the other week, <laughs> um, but you can't become like someone you don't know. Mm. <laughs> right? <Yeah. laughs> 
though. Um, but you can't, yeah, you can't become like someone you don't know. And if we, if we want to be ambassadors for Christ, carry his name as Christians, then mm. we actually need to know who, whose name we're carrying. We need to know his character. We must get to know God. Mm. Um, one of my favorite verses is Philippians 4 verse 6. A lot of you would know it. Um, let me just read it out for us. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Now, the thing with this verse is, you know, it's, you know, one first thing, it's not uh, if you feel like it, don't be anxious. It's mm. do not be. It's very like like a commandment. Do not be anxious. But instead, bring your requests before God. Mm. But you can't give like something that is so sometimes binding and all-consuming like anxiety. Um, you can't give that over to someone you don't know or trust. Mm. Right? Yeah. Um, and I think um God is more calling us to know him so that we can trust him so that when we pray prayers like this and we ask him to remove this anxiety, we actually never pick it up again because we trust mm. that it's being dealt with. Mm. We, we trust the caretaker of our lives mm. and you can't trust someone you don't know. Mm. So the first step really is knowing God and then it's trusting him. And then, and then that peace will come. But I think often we maybe don't experience that peace because we haven't truly given those anxieties over because we don't know who we're giving them over to. See, it's a mm-hmm. whole process. Mm. And that's why that maybe that anxiety comes back in because we haven't fully given it over to start with Yeah, because we, have, we don't know God. Mm. <laughs> like, mm. And I know that's quite a sobering reality, but really like getting to know the character of God increases your trust level and confidence in him yeah. to be able to fully hand those anxieties over and in return fill your heart mm. with him and his peace. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, in everything, mm. as a mum, would you like to share a little bit about what that part of the verse is actually saying? Yeah, I think it's saying that, you know, as um, as a child would sometimes painfully <laughs> bring, bring you um, everything about their day, yeah. Like I am talking everything. Sure. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like they, they, it's their way of building that relationship with you mm. um, and that they love you and trust you and, you know, want to grow that. Um, and I think it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's the everything that you come across he wants to hear. Mm. You know, it's everything from, I'm trying to think of an example from a child, <laughs> um, you know. Toilet habits. <laughs> I don't know why that was sure. the first one I thought of, but like I always think of kids being like, Mom, look at my, my poop. <laughs> Did we just look go at there? The, look at the colour of it. I, was, I don't know. I'm just thinking like things you don't want to talk about. Yeah. yeah. But they yeah. want you to be involved in. Yeah. You know? Everything. Like, yeah. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. It's true. Sorry I brought that into the chat, guys. <laughs> my apologies. But you get the picture. Totally Maybe quite graphically. Um, <laughs> cool. So, yeah, I think. Building that regular communication with him is really key mm. because, yeah, exactly right. You can't release things to someone you don't know. Yeah. So get to know God yeah. so that you can trust him with it all. Yeah. And as a mum, I should just also say mm. it's beautiful from a parent's perspective. Oh, sure. <laughs> yeah. And I know I'm sure God loves hearing about our, our um, bowel movements. <laughs> too much. Oh, gosh. A bit too much. Sorry, everyone. No, you're fine. Someone's got that. Um, <laughs> cool. Um, I don't know how to, how to wrap that up. Connect this. No, no, it's good. Um, yeah. Um, that's the, that's one of the things we can do to get to know the father. Yes, it and is. Isn't it amazing that he makes himself just so available for us to do that? Mm. Like mm. we have his living word to study and know about him, but then we have yeah. Holy Spirit to help us connect with his heart. Yeah, absolutely. That's beautiful. Absolutely. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, that's the worst time to have to cough. It's okay. We'll leave um, it in. And when, um, and when we when we see, um, like when we start connecting in with the power of God's spirit, um, you know, powerful things happen, right? Like we understand mm. that um, that we have the Holy Spirit in us, that same power that 
raise Christ from the dead mm. is within us. Mm. Um, and that walking in that dependence um, on this, you know, with the Spirit's guidance, that's that's really amazing. Mm. Um, can I tell a quick story about Fiji? Do you mind? Do I mind? Are you kidding? <laughs> oh, thanks. Please. Um, so the first year that we went, we met a man called that's Nigel. Yes, Nigel. Um, and this was a man who um, was homeless. Um, he had told me that he um, had been an orphan from a young age um, and had grown up through different orphanages and, and now lives on the street. Um, he had a debilitating hand issue as well. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, I remember he did. that. Um, and so work was difficult for mm. him to find. Um, we spent some time, um, talking and praying and, um, he came to church the next day, mm. um, and committed his life to the Lord. I'll never forget that image of our bus rolling up to church and he, oh no, mm. I'm going to cry. And he was waiting down the road a little bit. Mm. Do you remember that? I do remember that. Oh, almost like he, he didn't, he, he wanted to be there, but he didn't know that it was for him yet. Yeah. You know, that was yeah. kind of the vibe. He was like waiting for that permission to come in. Yeah. And and he did. Yeah. And he committed his life. <laughs> Amazing. God is so good. Amazing. Um, so we spent some time with him over the next couple of days that mm. we were there. Um, and uh, over a meal one morning, him and I opened God's word and we're having this conversation about, um, I was trying to explain to him the spirit's role in his life. Um, and I opened to John 14. Um mm. And we read these words. It says, if you love me, this is Jesus talking, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees nor knows him, but you know him for he dwells with you and will be with you. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Mm. And the fact that he's, that I read the word orphan, mm. him and I just both burst into tears and we both just felt like God's spirit was speaking directly yeah. to him. That's amazing. What an opportunity yeah. the spirit was offering you yeah. to share from his word. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's it. Don't quell the spirit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And don't you feel like an uneasiness whenever you do, like your heart's racing, you know that Holy Spirit's prompting you to say something and then you don't say it. And it just felt yeah, like you a missed opportunity. It doesn't sit well with you. Yeah. So yeah, don't, don't quell the spirit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Reading the word. Yes. Um, we have, um, our Bible study group, um, has just started doing some studies from Lifeway, which is an American organization. Um, and there is a biblical culturalist called Christy McClelland and she's got a video series called Jesus and women. Um, I'd highly encourage you to, to have a read and a watch. Um, and some of the words that she's encouraged me with um, and has totally changed the way I read the Bible, which is um, in the Western world that we tend to read the Bible um, to learn more about me, but in the Jewish world um, and culture, they read the Bible to understand more about God and what he's doing. Mm. Um, so they often read the word and they look up, whereas we read the word and we look in. Mm. And it's we've just got it so skewed. Um, and so I, I'd encourage you to not only read the word, but try and read it with that Middle Eastern lens so that you um, learn more about God and that you, um, yeah, just get that different perspective, I guess, mm, mm. and read it so that you're asking the question of what can I learn about God in this moment and not worry about what does it say about this particular situation in my life. Mm. Mm. Wow. Okay. There are still a few that we want to get through, so we're going to do this a little bit quickly. Sure. Um, but yeah, another one would be to be still in God's presence and to be mm. still and to know that he is God. Um, because when, you know, it's when you're still that you can know that truth mm. and actually give him the space to reveal himself to you. Um, and I think often we don't know because we're so consumed by other things. So this is like yeah. a, a spiritual practice of renewing hope and assurance in him. But I think how do, how do you practically do that? How do you quieten the world and just be still with, with God. Yeah. Um, I think this might sound, uh, not the right way to do it. Um, but I actually have my phone beside me on purpose so that it's on silent, but so that if there's things that come into my mind, I can quickly jot them down or I have a notebook or something beside me. Mm. Um, so that then it leaves my mind. And so I try and sit there and I try and just let thoughts come and go mm. and try not to speak 
and try not to think and try and just listen. Mm. Um, and it's a discipline, like it can, and that sort of 10, 20 minutes of silence can be uncomfortable and difficult, but the more you, it's like a muscle rally, right? like the more you practice it, the stronger it becomes yeah. and the more easier it becomes. Yeah. I think it's important mm. to like, um, I, I was, uh, I heard this practice recently but like to brain dump all the things in your brain first before you spend time with God so that mm. there's not those distractions that come up when you're reading the word of God. It's like, okay, I know, I know all the other things that are in my head. I'm going to just put that on a piece of paper, get it out of my head so that I can yeah. give God my stillness and my, my time. And mm. we've got so many examples in the Bible of people who are still at Jesus feet, like Mary, for example. And I think God really, um, I don't know, he almost rewards that kind of stillness by revealing himself to her first mm. after he's been, um, after the resurrection. Um, oh my gosh, there's just so much to say about that one. Um, but yeah, Jesus really, um, like responded to her discipline of just mm. sitting at his feet and, and wanting to hear from him and learn from him. And I think yeah. the key word there is discipline mm. and discipline really does drive your desire for something. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another thing that we can do actually discipline yourself and have people in your life that will hold you accountable. Mm. Um, and, and ask yourself that question, am I cultivating the life that I want to live to be the best version of myself? You know, what am I committing myself to really? Mm. Um, and then really pray for discipline because we are weak vessels. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, we might be motivated to have this relationship, but without discipline, that habit can't be built into mm. our lives. So how are we practically um, allowing ourselves to be disciplined to do these spiritual practices? Yeah. Um, yeah, so I think this is a really hard pursuit. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we've, we've kind of gone through some, you know, really specific examples of what you could do um, mm. to, to focus back on the Lord. Yeah. But, yeah, it, it's hard. Yeah. Hard pursuit. Yeah. But know that you're not alone. Mm. Like you've got, we've got a beautiful community here at St Paul's and, um, and anyone else listening, connect in with us. And, you know, we, we, we want to be there to encourage, encourage you as well. Um, and draw near to God and he will draw near to you. You know, it's a beautiful promise. Definitely not alone. Mm. Mm. Um, and so we, um, we want to pray over you. So we want to encourage you um, just to keep going. And, and as part of that, we'll be praying. So um, mm. Emma, do you mind yeah. praying for everyone? Yeah, I'd right love now? to. All right. Thanks. Let's pray. Loving Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much for your presence, which draws us near, Lord. We thank you for your nearness and your loving kindness towards us as your people. Father, thank you that you make it so easy for us to know you and enjoy you, Lord. Um, would you help us to see those areas in our lives where we are not um, fully committing our ways to you, God, um, the things that we put in place of you, Father. And Lord, we just repent of those times where we have failed to give you honour and glory as you deserve, God. And we just ask for a fresh revelation of your goodness and love to overpower us, Father that we would be one back, Lord, that we would come back to your heart, God, and, and just want to revel in that place, Father. Help us to be your, your people, your children who sit at your feet and delight in you, Father. Thank you so much that you make it so easy for us to know you and enjoy you. And we ask this for us all in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord and Saviour. Amen. We know that to take heart, to be encouraged and to seek a new thing is a personal pursuit. We want to encourage you that you are not alone in that pursuit. We believe that because of who our God is, we can actively seek him and see what he is doing. When we do this, things start to shift. Our hope for you is that you would embrace this process of becoming and allow our God to continue to grow you into all he is calling you to be and that you would have eyes to see what he is doing in this generation.